All right. Well, hello, Shades Valley Community Church. Uh, welcome to the next episode of Midweek Musings. The past few weeks at the Hafe's house have been rather interesting in that our son, our newest son, our fifth child, has been born. His name is Solomon James Hafe's. And so I've been out of pocket at Shades for a little bit now, hadn't preached in a few weeks, and uh, didn't preach this past Sunday. You may be wondering, what is this week's Midweek Musing going to be about? Well, I've actually been wanting to do one focused specifically on family worship. Now, before anybody who doesn't have kids is like, I can check out of this. You know, I don't obviously do family worship. Hang in there. I promise this is relevant for you, too. But I've, I wanted to take two weeks to do this. This first week, what I want to do is I want to show you the different resources that I use to do family worship with my family. And then next week, I want to actually sit down and do family worship with my children so you can see actually how we do it in the process that we go through. Uh, I get asked about family worship all the time. What does it look like? What do you do? How often do you do it? All of those kinds of things. But the place that I, I think is good for us to start is with what what kind of resources do you need in order to do family worship? So I've got sitting beside me several books that I want to show you, and I just knocked one of them on the ground. Uh, and I can actually do this at home. I'm at home with my wife and with Solomon. Uh, my other children have been shipped off temporarily to the grandparents. They're coming back later in the week, so that's why it's a little bit quiet around here as long as Solomon doesn't get too upset. But so basically, family worship at my house consists of a few primary elements. Uh, we pray together, we sing together, we read scripture together, and usually there's some element of memorization in there, whether it's scripture memorization or whether it's the catechism, which is what we're currently doing, which I won't bother to show you now because we just did an entire midweek music, a uh, midweek musing on that last time. So you can go back and watch that video. But what I wanted to focus on is uh, we don't really have any specific resource that we use for our times of prayer. We just simply pray together. We may take prayer requests, those types of things. Uh, for music, we honestly actually, typically I either play my guitar, we sing songs from the, the New City Catechism app, uh, or we've even been known to use YouTube. It's a great resource. You can find literally any song that you want on there, lyrics included, and we'll sing that way as well. But what I wanted to focus on with you today is the resources that we use to study the Word of God together. Because how, how do you do that with your children, especially when you've got a wide age range of kids? I've got kids going all the way from 11 years old, now down to 12 days? 12 days old? <laughs> so how do you do that? So I'm going to show you a couple of different things that I've found useful throughout the years. So for the youngest, for the babies, this is my fave. It is uh, the biggest story, ABC Bible, which I realize, again, if you're watching via Instagram, everything's going to be backwards. Sorry about that. This is by Kevin DeYoung. Beautiful illustrations here. It is a typical ABC book, but it's designed to take you through the entire storyline of the Bible from start to finish. So you start with, in the beginning, God created Adam. There's your A and Eve and so forth and so on. So even from the time that they're infants, taking them through the big biggest story, the big overarching story of scripture, how it all fits together and tells one narrative centered around Jesus Christ. And what's cool is that this was actually developed later. The original book that DeYoung wrote is this one, the biggest story. And this is for older kids, uh, obviously. And it's actually divided into, I think, about 14 chapters. So you can read the overarching narrative of scripture with your kids pretty rapidly 
in something like this. And there's beautiful artwork, very engaging for the kids, very theologically sound, very well done. So those kind of go together, one for the younger, one for the older. So I like those, but sometimes you want a resource that takes a little bit longer. And so this is honestly my favorite children's Bible, the Big Picture Story Bible. It's called that because it has big pictures, but it's also called that because its goal is to give the big picture, the overarching story of Scripture. How does it fit together from Genesis to Revelation, all centered around Jesus Christ. And this is one of the reasons I said, even if you don't have uh, children and you don't do family worship, stay with me that this is relevant to you. I get asked all the time by people, hey, I don't know anything about scripture. Where do I start? How do I understand how this whole thing fits together? And I honestly tell people, if if you don't know where to begin at all, start start with a children's Bible. If you read through this thing, you've got a nephew, a niece, a friends that have a kid. Get this. Read through it with them. You read through this thing a couple of times, and you will actually have a pretty good outline in your mind of the overarching story of Scripture. This one is especially great for younger kids. Uh, because, so I like doing this with my little girl Talitha and with Asher. It's especially great for them because it doesn't have as many words per page, so you get to turn... A lot of pages, which they typically like to do, um, but it's done fantastically. So that's my favorite one, especially for younger kids. Most people, their favorite now, really popular one, is the Jesus Storybook Bible. I like the Jesus Storybook Bible. I like it a lot. It doesn't work as well, I have found, with my kids for the younger kids. Uh, and, and that's because more words per page don't turn pages as often. And the, the difference, the big difference between the Jesus Storybook Bible and something like the Big Picture Bible is the Jesus Storybook Bible is designed to give you these individual stories and show how they connect to Christ, which is good. It's a, it's a Christocentric way of approaching the Bible. But it's a little bit different than the Big Picture Bible, which is designed to show you the overarching entire story and how the whole thing fits together. So both are good. They just do different things. And I think this one's better for a little bit older uh, kids. If you like the Jesus Storybook Bible, you may not be aware of this book, also by Sally Lloyd-Jones, Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing. I've used these two together before. This is a little bit more like a devotional, and it's it's not Bible stories. It's more giving your children um, theology, really, in bite-sized pieces. So uh, these are really good. You'll find that I typically use, when I do family worship with my kids, I'll use one book to center us on Scripture, and I'll use one book to begin delivering theological concepts to my kids. So those two kind of go together. Uh, to show you uh, one more resource, well, two more, but in the same category, and talking about not just giving my kids scripture, but in giving them theology, I've got two resources for you, two resources for you in that vein. Uh, one is this one. This one's for younger kids. It's called Everything a Child Should Know About God. And it literally is like having a systematic theology for little kids. It's absolutely fantastic. Love it. I use this one with Talitha and Asher. For older kids, so for like my Karis and Levi, this one called Theology by Marty Machowski. Fantastic. And it is, it, if you as an adult have never read a systematic theology, again, I point you here for starters. It's great. It's bite-sized. It's theologically sound. And my children absolutely love that one. And then finally, as your kids get older, eventually you, you are just going to want to 
take them straight to the Bible. And this is my favorite kid's Bible. It's called the Seek and Find Bible. Uh, it's put out by Crossway. It's an ESV. And it's a whole Bible. Unlike some children's Bibles, it doesn't take anything out. It's an entire Bible, but it also obviously has various resources in it that are uh, kid-appropriate. That It'll highlight certain stories. It'll highlight certain characters. Um, and it, it really is almost like a children's version of a study Bible to a certain extent. So those are some of the various resources that I use in doing family worship. And what I want to do next week is tell you how we actually do family worship, uh, how often we do it, what we do, what order we do it in, all that. And even if you don't have kids, if you're single and live alone, or if, you're, um, if you live with roommates or what have not, whatever your living situation, I want to tell you next time how family worship can still be a good practice for you as well. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Midweek Musings. I hope that it was helpful, and I will see you again next week.